Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Abrazo Football Podcast. Brooks and Blaine in the house, as per usual. And in the week that just passed, something, you know, listen, Brooks, I think we're going in the right direction, man. You know, we've been at this for probably just under two years at this point, and we haven't really gotten the recognition we feel like we deserve, have we? Like, you know, BT Sports hasn't reached out for any, you know, interviews, ESPN, FC. They don't want me on the panel. You know, they don't want you to write in Marca. But this last week, we got a tip or some <laughs> advice from a veteran in the game. Former captain of England. Former Chelsea captain. Mr. John Terry. John Terry.26 on Instagram. Dropped by the page to show your boys some love. Saw one of our clips. And he wanted to let us know how he felt about it. Brooks, do you want to tell the people what I'm talking about? Yeah, so, you know, we put up a, a quick, less than a minute long reel. Um, I don't even know how, obviously, so it was during this during this uh, All Chelsea, All Chelsea Everything episode that we did a couple weeks ago with a boy, Yemi. Um, yeah. You and him were in Chelsea shirts. I obviously was not because I don't support them. Um, and, you know... I, we we had a little bit of a say on who he is offside outside the pitch um off the pitch i guess and to end it we did say great player but and, and when it all comes down to it probably not the greatest guy in the world which i thought was just universally known fact footballing fact but obviously he had some uh differing opinions on the matter uh and let us hear it definitely let us hear yeah. it <laughs> Yeah, so like for the people at home, this is what Mr. John Terry 26 had to say to us. This is the comment he left us. It's very colorful. I don't want us to get in trouble, so I will be bleeping the bad yeah. words. But he said, who the F are you three to judge me? Question mark. There's a space between the me and the question mark. So he's he's probably blitzed at this point in the <laughs> afternoon. And typos all over the place. Probably wrote this in a notepad. <laughs> Who the F are you three to judge me? Space question mark. I never met any of you exclamation point. <laughs> I gave my life and everything I had for Chelsea. You three clowns don't deserve to talk about me or our club, comma. While you're at it, take the Chelsea shirt off three exclamation marks. That hurt. That hurt. Again, to reiterate, Brooks, what did we say about this man? So what did I, we say about this man? Yeah, so I definitely, you know, put up the reel. And probably I think that what the initially was was most hurtful was probably the caption, which which said John Terry, period. Classless. Classless. And so Classless. and then, you know, on the on the reel, we had our opinion about him off the field, which was it. Said Frank Lampard, amazing person. Not the same for this guy. Again, I just thought everybody in the world knew that, including himself. But regardless, you know, a couple, we didn't even bring up any of the bat, like, you know, <laughs> deep yeah. stuff, really. But hey, you know, obviously he's out here, you know, raking through hashtags of his own name because I didn't even tag him. I literally he's just like hashtagged his name. Yeah. I don't even, I don't he follow him on Instagram. I don't care. I don't follow Chelsea on Instagram. <laughs> I yeah, said hashtag John Terry, maybe even hashtag Chelsea. This dude, 
you know, in between Googling himself was hashtag. Yo, he <laughs> sifted it out. He, <laughs> he sifted it out, bro. You got to be sleuthing hard to find us. I appreciate the effort. I applaud the effort. <laughs> he was deep in those Instagram hashtag searches. Like I'm talking like six, fifth or sixth page of results. <laughs> he kept, he's like, I don't I want to hear what the, the non-mainstream people, the people that barely have an audience have to say. Yes. Now we're on the map though, bro. We've arrived. Yeah, I mean, but speaking of that, like at the time, I think it was like 798 followers. We didn't even hit the brick the, the 800 yet. This guy's out yeah. here, you know, coming for everyone that has, you know, a differing mm -hmm. opinion. But I will say In, that like... Indiscriminate. Yeah, I will just say like, first of all, it's okay to be a Chelsea fan and not like him. That's all right. They're not, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to like him yeah. to be a Chelsea fan. So... Like keep that shirt on. <laughs> don't worry about. This I might take. Thomas. I might have to take the shirt off. I don't. I mean, I told. I told Kaylee. I was like, we can't go back to London. I'm gonna get knocked over. He's gonna see me walking down King's Road. He's gonna be like, there. He goes. Go get him. Go get him. If they got my name, like my picture on like, like do not enter Stamford Bridge. John Terry's like the, the, these. This clown. These clowns can never come here ever. Oh my gosh. I'm, it's funny though it's funny i mean it's so funny I, yeah what? so my question is my question brooks is like what do we do about this and to the people watching or listening you know maybe we should throw a poll up do mm -hmm. we respond to john terry you know we got some stuff you know in the chamber and clap back at him you'll have some fun with this since we know he reads comments you know yeah. since we know he's you know but then again he blocked us that's he blocked true. all of us. He, all, blocked, every, he blocked all of our accounts. Everything we're so, associated with. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if that means like he just doesn't, he can't hear it anymore, but like we could theoretically still, we could, we, we could clap back. We could, we could get him to see it. We yeah. And because to see. judging, uh, judging, judging off of how like deep he went to find the last post, I'm sure this other one would get to him as well. He would yeah. find it, you know, somehow someone would tell him. One of yeah. the sleuths out there that haven't blocked us would probably, you know, be able to hey, at him or whatever, screenshot it. Just kid so. will find it. My, so my question is, do we, do we, A, clap back, call him a clown, you know, get this thing ugly, see if he'll reply. We should be wearing wigs we, of clown wigs right now. We should, with the red, with the red nose. Or do we take the high ground, send the man an Abrazo Yerba Mate care package, you know, a couple gourds. <laughs> a couple different blends for him and the whole family, you know, extend the olive branch and tell him, hey, you got some healing to do. You got some growing to do. You got some learning to do. And we're going to help you, you know, take things first and become powered by the plant. What do you think, Brooks? Should we, should we let the people decide or should we decide right here, right now? I mean, we probably let the people decide, but obviously, you know, our name is called Abrazo, so we're not out here trying to spread hate. That means hug in, in, in Spanish for everybody that's not, you know, up to their year one level of Spanish. But so yeah. I, I think that it would probably be beneficial for us to send him a, a package. But I also like the little bit of banter that's going back and forth. Although I think one, one side is taking it far more personally than, than the other side. But, yeah. you know, I say we get him some mate. I think that would be something... Yeah, let's nice. get him a care package. Let's get, you know? We got the memes on deck. We got we got stuff we got in the, the chamber. We got drafts we got the, locked, locked. Yeah, <laughs> definitely got the assault in the in the you know yeah, in yeah, the drafts yeah. pages. But that's kind of not what maybe, we stand for. 
Yeah, let's let's all right then. Let's get let's get them. We'll, we'll ask we'll ask you know we'll get a vote out there. But let's let's tentatively put together a care package for this yeah. old man. Get yeah. him out of his feelings. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> See if he can be delivered by a therapist, perhaps. I don't know. Oh my gosh! <laughs> all right, man. Let's move on from John, Mr. John Terry, twenty six. You know what I mean. Let's move back. I don't want any more drama. I want to go to Stanford Bridge later this year. You know, so I don't want I don't want to get knocked over. Let's move on. So last week, Champions League, you know, we aren't going to talk about Chelsea because I'm not allowed to. There's nothing to talk about. They haven't scored. You know, they lost to Dortmund. They lost to Southampton. They can't win a game. So there's nothing to talk about. But we can talk about the rematch between Bayern Munich and PSG in Paris. You know, game starts out, you know, Mbappe is on the bench. He's injured. He's maybe at 30, 40 percent. Ultimately, Kingsley Coleman scores the goal. Bayern win the game 1-0. But question to you, I don't want to recap of the game. Yeah. <clears throat> can, pa- can Paris Saint-Germain bounce back? Or are they effectively eliminated from the UEFA Champions League? They can bounce back, but I just don't see it happening, especially today when they had to beat Lille in the 95th minute. The yeah, dead ball. Yeah, wonder penalty. Ball. I wonder, yeah, wonder shot by Messi from... Yeah, from, so I don't know. I don't think, I mean, historically, yeah, I would say they can, but like, I just think like I was telling you off camera, like they just don't have it in their mental capacity to get past these guys. A weakened Bayern Munich, who aren't the same Bayern Munich that, that they've lost to in the past. This is, you know, a bit yeah. of a weakened Bayern Munich, but yeah, I just, I don't see it happening. I wish it did because, you know, always, you know, representing the squad, but Man, I just don't really see it happening. I don't see it happening. What about you? I mean, so this this is what I thought about it. So, oh wait, sorry. Plus, with an injured Neymar, who probably that yeah. ankle injury looked like. No, nah, that looked nasty. Right, dude. Ankle injury to Neymar right on schedule. Yeah, right on schedule. He doesn't play. He takes March off. <laughs> he does yeah. not play football in the month of March no. ever. I can't remember the last time. It's been it's been over five years since he's played. Wait, was he back last year March. or no? Because I thought that maybe last year was one. But no, you're right. He's oh, always maybe, injured. Maybe he did come of... back. But still. No, always. One out of five. Okay. Yeah. So my question, I mean, and, and people might think maybe may, people, a lot of people say they can't play Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi all at the same time and get the best out of the squad. So this might actually end up being, you know, a benefit. Neymar doesn't play. <clears throat> Mbappe and Messi do play. Maybe they do pull a rabbit out the hat, get past them. And then at a later stage in the tournament, you know, Neymar can come back and maybe he can come off the bench and offer something because he's not at full. Kind of the same way Mbappe came off the bench and almost offered two goals, but, you know, ultimately was called offside. So I think I think that might actually end up to be. I don't want to say a blessing, but a blessing in the skies. Um but in reality, yeah, they're probably, I mean, oh, yeah, what I was going to say is, so, like, but we're looking at, like, two, like, Messi's pretty determined right now, isn't he? I feel like he's still, like, in the, like, I am, like, trying to do the impossible mode, like, just won the World Cup, you know, uh, six months prior or whatever, won his uh, Finalissima, he won the Copa America. So I think if, if there was ever a time for them to, like, push it to, like, the sixth gear, yeah, this would be it. And Mbappe, obviously, he's motivated. He probably wants to get out of Paris after the season anyway. You know, there's still drama. Him and Neymar, him and Neymar fight like husband and wife. They literally fight like husband and wife. So, I mean, 
they were fighting over the loss this game when they scored. They were hugging each other. Like, I just, I don't understand what the deal is between those two. But I, I feel like, I'm going to go ahead and say, I think they're going to win the game. Okay. I don't think they, I, I, I think, I think they're going to find it and they're going to do it. You know? I hope so. I, because I, to your point, like, maybe this is the best because, yeah, when, when, when Mbappe came off the bench against them, oh my gosh, this dude was yeah. firing. Like, yeah. So maybe if, if you, what? I was going to say, yeah, 90 minutes of that, you know, I don't think. Because Bayern Munich, they're playing like a 3-7 or a 3-6-1 or a 3-5-2. Yes. Like they're playing like a really weird lineup these days. Julian Nagelsmann has them out there. So I think I think they have a way forward if two of the – well, let's say this. If if Mbappe's healthy. At the, at, right now he is. And yes. if Messi's healthy, I think those two, you know, with Vitinha – uh, Verratti, uh, you know, as long as, you know, I won't say anything negative. I think, yeah, that's all yeah. I'm going to say. I mean, let's just hope that maybe even, let's say that Neymar is healthy for a 30 minutes like Mbappe was, and maybe he could bring that spark off the bench too if he does get in there for a 30-minute, 40-minute cameo and, yeah. and kind of have that same effect. Because Mbappe, man, when he came in, he just, I mean, he brought it all. So a couple of yeah. offsides, a couple goals called back, which – we're so close, but yeah, he came in on fire. So maybe, you know, to your point, that's something Neymar can bring if he does end up being able to suit up, but can't play the whole 90. But I don't really, I mean, that this looked nasty coming off a stretcher. Yeah. And that ankle yeah. injury just. Yeah. Get well soon, brother. Yeah. Get well soon, little brother. Hope they do it, but no, I'm going to say no. I've been, I, okay. the whole year I've been saying they're going to win it, but like the last few weeks, they just have looked bad. They really haven't looked great since coming back from really from, from the World Cup break. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I hope they do, but it just hasn't looked good the last few weeks. All right, man. Well, let's keep it moving. Then let's roll. Keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, Premier League, you know, we talk a lot about the Premier League. We can't help it. You know, let's get the cat out of the bag. Uh, Arsenal had a big game yesterday, you know, coming up, coming back from a defeat, you know, from City, you know, title races, what they're calling it. Big win, right? Goals from Saka, Jorginho with the own goal off the crossbar back of the keeper's head into the net. Uh, who I feel like it was four. Oh, Gabriel had the late runner, and who scored? Who scored the other goal? I feel like there was it was four or two, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was uh, Zinchenko's first goal. That's right, the, the laser to the yeah, uh, the, the low really laser. Nice. Okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to your boys. Yeah, so I mean that was amazing. I was uh, they went down, they went down one nothing in the sixth minute, and I just thought, okay, let me just not, you know, I'm not going to watch this game. Then I think I turned it on at like halftime, um, or like right as Bukayo Saka scored his goal is when I turned it on. Uh, they just again like so we've talked about this kind of Arsenal before. Like they, I was just it seems like I I don't know if you've seen these like these stats pop up where it's like. Since 2023 began, here's the EP or here's like the, the table. I hate those stats. I know, but like, especially same because right now Arsenal is down in like, I think it's like eighth or something. If that were, you know, I'm sure Chelsea's way down there. But so they haven't yeah. looked good this season is what I'm getting at. So finally, okay. you know, to be able to come back from being down uh, twice in that game and then come back and still win it like that was, I mean, that just showed a ton of spirit. So really happy to see that. And and it's not like, you know, there wasn't like this, this, Aston Villa is not amazing. They they hold it down as a mid-table team, but it's those kind of games that Arsenal would lose in the past or you yeah. know even just last year. So 
or even two weeks ago against Everton. So, you know, uh, happy to see them pull that one out. It was not an easy win, but they ended up making it making it all right for two. So happy to see them back on top of the table. And then Man City dropping points, which ah, was just a really good day yesterday, you know, as an Arsenal fan. Yeah, man, that was weird. That was wacky, man. Man City, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's. Yeah, so shout out to Arsenal. You know, I'm glad they could pull it off and uh, make up some some ground. They still got the game in hand too, so there's still, still the a lot to be optimistic. Yeah, got the game in hand. Okay. Jack Will, Jack Grealish lost his first game in Pumas. He he made the switch. Supposed to be the highest I paid Englishman, it. right? I saw it. Yeah, Crazy. I saw him. He he had them uh, the futures on. Yeah, in full color. No more blackout. No boots. more. Yeah. No more blackout boots. He got the. Did he get the assist for Bruno or for Bernardo Silva? Was it? I think his he, he's been playing amazing the last few months. He's really been on yeah, fire for that. He has been that. good. Yeah. Really happy to see that because I don't want him to go down as a hundred pound, you know, hundred million dollar player that you know didn't perform. But that being said, I just want to quickly. I don't know how much time you have. I just wanted to get your opinion real quick on what it is that Puma's doing because they keep poaching these players, and it's like as far, we talk about coolness a lot, like. People that have cool factors and brands that have cool factors. Like for me, it never was Puma. Obviously, it was always Nike first. I guess Adidas would come second. Puma was kind of nowhere near it. But now it's like, I mean, for me, it's always going to be Nike. But Puma's right there. But the people they're attracting and the players that they're getting, it's, it's, yeah, it's, they're doing some big I, moves right now. They they are doing some big moves. Will it will it work? Like I think I guess this is where yeah where where you find out if marketing yeah actually works or if people care more about the product it's like like jack Grealish, neymar whoever uh antoine griezmann like these are all got, like fashionable guys guys that young pl- people look up to yeah. like they're cool they like they're like superstars it's like but do you want to play in the futures yeah. <laughs> yeah. or would you or would or, or like would you still rather play in what like mbappe got on Like, is it like, is it still like, like one, like, let's just say the best player with the best shoe or this, uh, like the second, third, fourth and fifth best player with the third best shoe? Like, I still, I mean, I, I feel like I still, I mean, I would probably, it would be a hard for me to ever buy a Puma to spend my (laughs) money on a Puma. It would be, it would be very, very, very hard. Yeah. I'll tell you the truth. I just bought a pair of Adidas cleats last night. What'd so, you get, and why? The the Predator remakes. Okay. Just okay. Nostalgia. No, yeah, you gotta have that. Yeah, of course, of course. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> which I mean, I I'll probably send them back. I just I just <laughs> I just want to see what a Predator feels like to play in. You know, twenty years. Or yeah, twenty years, like twenty five years after the fact. Uh, but I'll like realistically, I'll probably send them back because I like, I already know I'm playing. I only play in Nikes. I just want to yeah. see what they're like. But that being said. I don't remember what the question was. Well, just the cool, because like you brought up a good point, you know, we are really going to see if it is, you know, if marketing is what is what wins over or is it a hard product? So, but to your point, like, I I just, I know that, you know, David Beckham's son, David Beckham's son, Romeo signed with Puma and, you know, his dad is obviously a lifetime Adidas athlete and Romeo been spotted all the time wearing Nikes. Like that whole family kind of aside from David Beckham is holds down Nike, but yeah, he in his interview he was like, "No, I just love who they're getting. They have really cool people. Like I'm a, I admire Neymar. I think he's a great like footballer and on and off the pitch. I like his style. So this is like the reason I chose Puma. So I know that we're getting older, you know, but um, maybe this younger generation, you know, is is turning into potentially some some Puma people. So you just have to yeah. have to wait it out. I guess I don't know. 
and to be honest like if that's the if that's the direction things are going like if that if that's the direction things are going and puma like if if i i'd be i'm like i don't own nike stock because it's mostly worthless but if if puma is able to convince a generation that their product yeah. is better and to be honest with you there's not much difference between like those the boots puma's putting out they're good boots like yeah. there's nothing wrong like they're they're fantastic boots like a friend of mine that i play with just got the new ones that jack grealish has or that all the puma athletes have i tried them on they're they're amazing there's nothing wrong with those it's just it's a preference yeah so if they can convince you know a new generation that puma's the way to go and like they already have man city i guess borussia Mönchengladbach, like borussia dortmund um i can't think of any other big contracts they have but if they can keep getting big contracts and you know more power to them like this is what they're basically doing what nike did in the early 2010s yeah. right when everybody was wearing nike nike was signing as many soccer teams as they wanted then they got you know the the, the share of the market i guess they wanted. And they're like okay now we don't need to pay people like two million three million dollars a season just to wear our boots like yeah, don't, like either you wear them or you don't but like we got like the guys that we want that we think can carry the brand and now puma's saturating the market and it's like i i mean for their sake i hope it pays off because i know it's not cheap outfitting you know yeah you know memphis half of the in, half, yeah. yeah yeah it's not yeah it's like whatever you need i got you so it's like i hope it pays off for you i don't i don't know if it will but then again i'm a 35 year old man you know i don't know what an 18 year old or a 16 year old is telling their parents to buy them you know, yeah. I don't know. Kids love Jack Grealish. They should love Jack Grealish. Yeah. So maybe they will want to wear with Jack. I mean, I didn't think Steph Curry could sell Under Armour. And then I see kids running around in Under Armour really? basketball shoes. Yeah. Wow. It's like, I mean, kids are impressionable. We're kids are impressionable. Men. I just think they we were that impressionable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah. So we'll see. I, I guess we will see. I, I mean, I guess I can tell you one more truth. I did buy my first Puma product the other day. What? I bought a Manchester City kit. Oh, yeah. Which one did you get? <laughs> the black and red one. The like, I think it's, yeah, I don't third. know if, if that's the third or the way, but yeah, I just yeah. thought, I was like, I was like, yo, before they get relegated to the championship, <laughs> let me go ahead and get, let me go ahead and get one more Manchester City jersey before they or before they're obsolete or they have to like change their name to something else because the Premier League's like you can't play here. But That's if you funny. change your name, you know, to like the Meyerside Mud Dogs, you you can you can stay in the league or whatever. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's all I got there. Um, real quick before we forget, dude, I think we just, you know, we should, uh, yeah. just, you know, send our respects to the victims of the earthquakes that happened in the last week, uh, in Turkey and Syria, you know, tragic stuff. A lot of, I'm sure great people, you know, died, uh, one namely being, uh, Christian Atsu, former Chelsea Academy graduate. Um, didn't play a lot in the first team, did loan spells everywhere, and finally landed in the Turkish Super League and was seeing success as m many of the Chelsea Academy players do. Unfortunately, he was uh, found, I want to say yesterday morning, uh, in some of the debris from the earthquake. So, I mean. It was awful. Super sad. Yeah. Super sad stuff. So condolences to the family. Condolences to anybody who lost somebody they love. Uh, and those earthquakes and we're sending our 
our best to um, the people of Syria and, and southern Turkey. Well said. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Next things. Um, let's see here. What's uh, what's going on in Italy? Uh, Napoli still looking good? Osimhen still looking like the best player. Aside from like Mbappe, that dude is the best player out there right now. I love watching him play. Okay. Shout out, shout out to Nigeria. Oh, let's see. Was there anything else this week, Brooks? I feel like this might have been kind of a quiet week then. Because there was only, there was only what, a ham, four Champions League games. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was only that. I mean, Barcelona, or I guess there was Barcelona, Man U. Yeah. In the, in the uh, Europa League, 2-2. Yeah, so speaking of that, man, Manche- or what's his name? Marcus Rashford won't stop scoring. And a good good thing is, like, also Jaden Sancho came out with one today, too, so far. So it's good to see the yeah. kids. Not even kids. It's good to see these guys, you know, coming back to their best, especially Marcus Rashford. This dude's on fire right now. It's insane. Yeah. So happy for Marcus Rashford, man. Man U fans. Oh, yeah. I guess we could talk about this, dude. Okay. So you saw Man U. So they may or may not be for sale. They were looking for some outside investment. Yeah. And then it turns out a couple of people made bids to buy the club in its entirety. Do you yeah. have any thoughts on the man you on on the bids? Have you seen any of that? Yeah, uh, so, I think one of them. Yeah. Oh, go, 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 on, go. I was what gonna say, say, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think the only the I, I feel like there was a few, but the ones that were the most important were the ones that came from uh, the guy that's like the head of the um, Qatari bank. Yeah, and then. Um, the British business billionaire. I forget his name now. Yeah, Jim Ratcliffe. Yeah, yeah, Sir Jim Ratcliffe. So what are yeah. your thoughts there? It's just, I mean, it's just, it's so crazy because I, you know, I, everyone's been talking trash on the Glazers forever now. And and I think that the, the Man United fans definitely want them out. Um, but it's just a weird thing. It's like, it's like a, it's like a weird sale. It's like, Hey, we're not really up for sale, but maybe if the price is right, then yeah, we'll sell it. So like just putting the feelers out there and they're already saying that it's going to be what around like six and a half billion for this club. Well, so that's the thing. Like the Glazers want six and a half billion, but they're saying it's only worth about four and a half. Yeah. And we don't know how much the bids were for. Yeah, I I know that Jim Ratcliffe has been a uh, a lifelong Man U fan. However, he like what when he made his money or whatever, he's been living in London forever. So they've been, I guess, Chelsea season ticket holders for <laughs> ever and ever. So his kids went, grew up going to Chelsea games, which is why he was linked to also buying Chelsea. But yeah, um, his obviously preference would be to own Man United, and 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 I just think that yeah, obviously Man United is going to cost more than Chelsea, but man, six point five billion is what they want is wild because you I don't know if you've heard about all of the like repairs and disrepair yeah. that like yeah. Old Trafford is in and yeah, that whole yeah, you know the condemned stadium. Dude. You're gonna have to start from scratch. Yeah, it's gonna be a big big challenge to get this place back to. It's going to be a big challenge when you've got to already up and pay six and a half to just, you know, own the thing. So, yeah, going for six seems insane. I don't know if it will. That Sheik that owns the bank probably has that amount of money, I would imagine. But Well, dude, the difference is like the Sheik. I'm just going to call him the Sheik, okay? No disrespect. I'm just going to call him the Qatari Sheik because I'm not good with those names like that. Excuse me. He (laughs) He said he'll just buy the club outright. He's like, he's like, here. He's like yeah. I'll, here's the check. 4.5 billion. Take it or leave it. 
the, the club no longer has debt. I own the club outright. He said he's also a Man U fan. Yeah. And I'm going to start putting money into this club right away. I'm going to, I'm going to like revamp this part of the city. I'm going to build a new training facilities. Ronaldo was pissed about the training facility. He said they sat in the same jacuzzi from 2003. <laughs> <laughs> that was dirty. He did him dirty when he said that. I was like, dang, this is a, this is a small club. And he said he's also going to build a new stadium. Whereas Jim Ratcliffe, you know, he's going to have to you put together a consortium. You know, it's like, like, I don't know. I, I like, I get it. Like you want a British owner. Like, that yeah, would be, that's what was going to be know? my question to you. Would you yeah. prefer a British owner? The Glazers or the Sheik? If you're a Man U fan, who do you? If want? I'm a Man U fan, I'm roll. I'm rolling with the Sheik all day because I'm like, listen, like I know people are like, oh yeah, like Qataris. You know, if it's if it's the state, you got to deal with like, oh yeah, like do they hate gay people? Are they committing genocide? Are they beating women? So on and so. Okay, maybe that's a character characterization of a whole group of people but i'm saying these are the kinds of questions that people are asking but i'm like this guy the sheik this qatari sheik he's he's like on he's like a chair like on the board for like a like i can't remember which swiss bank it is but like i feel like he's already like integrated into like european society yeah, and been yeah. vetted to the degree where like they're like yeah this is this is a like an outstanding person like he's not like doing all this stuff and it's like him buying it as a person that's setting up like a foundation to do it. So I feel like, I feel like if I was a Man U fan, like, like if it was like, oh yeah, Saudi Arabia is buying your club or Qatar is buying your club. That's one thing. But like, oh, this man who happens to be from Qatar mm -hmm. is buying your club and he's also a Man U fan. I'm like, he has more money than you, Ratcliffe. Like, sorry, like, you yeah. can't use your nationality to to get like your nationality is not going to win us any championships and it's certainly not going to convince any players to come play for you but you know what is money. money but that being said do you think that like let's say that it's it's 10 or 20 years from now and 90 percent of the premier league clubs are owned by non-british people let's say you know americans or qataris or middle eastern companies or whatever do you think that that would potentially have pose any sort of problems for the premier league or do you think that that's just kind of the way that it's going and everybody needs to be fine with that uh, me so me personally i feel like like this is i feel like it's a little bit weird territory like obviously like yeah it would be better like Oh yeah, like this is an English club owned by an English person, but if there's a better person for the job, mm -hmm. why should they be precluded to do it because they're not English? Yeah, you know, I, I, that's how I feel. It's like, I mean, like, would I rather have an English owner? Like, let's say Southampton. Would I rather have an English owner at Southampton? Or if there's, let's just say, for sake, I'm wearing a Turkish shirt. A Turkish billionaire is like, yo, I, I'm I'm a big Southampton fan because my my nephew played there, you know, back in the '90s, and we've been following ever since. I fell mm -hmm. into some money. British clubs are a great investment. You can spend a ton of money and just play the long game and know that you know if I put in ten billion dollars. I might get eight billion back, and at the end of fifteen seasons, I can sell it for three times what I paid for it. And yeah. you know what? That's good enough for me just to get you know a two x or three x of my money, and I can spend a ton. 
and then you have a British guy that's like, well, you know, I'm also a fan, but like our model's like a lot less aggressive. Like we can only spend, you know, like, you know, uh, 30 million a season. And that's what we're going to just spend 30 million a season for the next 10 seasons. And, you know, we'll just exist in the Premier League. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Like for me, I'm like, yeah, like I, you got to go with whoever's best for the job, like nationality really, unfortunately for me, can't really play a factor. I mean, if it's an yeah. American owner that's cheap, like I feel like, for example, when you when you think about like American owners, historically they're not great owners because they right. treat it like a business. So yeah. I'm like, but but like Todd Bowley, I mean, despite being you know brand spanking new to all this, he's broken that stereotype that the yeah. American owner is a cheap owner. So like if there's like I feel like it's just like the kind of owner you are versus you know totally where you're from. versus like, where you're from. Uh, where, where you're from it, yeah. probably should is is a is a bad way to just literally judging, <laughs> you know. So yeah, but I, but to the I guess my biggest question to you is about the money because the money is like getting crazy money now that they're paying in the Premier League to buy players and to during these transfer windows and how much that they're they're you know they're buying for example Chelsea spent over 600 million in a year so is that potentially bad for the Premier League I guess the amount of money that these people are sinking into you know American or or Middle Eastern or British or not the fact yeah. is that more and more and more and more money, crazy, crazy amounts of money are being sunk into into this league. Um, is that potentially going to have like not a bubble effect, but just a a, a big downfall in the future? Are they putting too yeah. much too fast right now? Should yeah. they be careful? So I I personally think no. So like we can look at the Enzo Fernandez deal. Yeah, that was all money spent, but it it technically it went to Portugal and then from Portugal it went back to Argentina. Like I'm pretty sure River Plate got River like, had a sell on clause, yeah. Yeah, they got like twenty five million out of that deal. Yeah. So like so like from that perspective, like I don't know what River Plate's finances are like, but I would venture to say that twenty five million to them for a player they sold six months ago for like six. Six, yeah. That is amazing. Like yeah. for River Plate. I'm I would say that was amazing for the Portuguese league. That's also amazing. And as far as the premier league, I mean, again, I feel like, okay, this is what I think will happen. Like players will get to a point where they start getting priced out and they can't do transfers. And then they'll just start riding their contracts out to make the move to go wherever they want to go for free. Kind of yeah. like what they do in Germany. So I feel like, I feel like it will, it will like balance yeah. itself okay. out. Yeah. Cause it will get to a point where it's like, okay, like if Enzo Fernandez is worth 120, then Jude Bellingham is worth three hundred and fifty million. Who, yeah. Who's gonna Who's gonna buy Jude Bellingham for three fifty? No one. Okay, he's gonna finish his contract at Borussia Dortmund and he'll sign somewhere as a free agent. And then I just feel like it will get more to a place where, like, you know, maybe contracts are shorter or players start for or players won't sign unless there's a release clause. Yeah. Kind of like Erling Holland, where it's like, yeah, like I know I'm worth 250 million, but I don't want to be priced out of a move and have to stay in Borussia Dortmund. So I'm not signing with you unless after two seasons, I have a release clause that says I can go for 60 million. And yeah. I feel like, I, I feel like they do that a lot in Spain. They do that a lot in Germany. That's something you don't see a lot of in the Premier League. But I feel right. like if this is the way that it's going, players if they're advised properly, like if I was advising a player, like, listen, like, yeah, like, you know, you're that guy, but like, it's not important. Like at the end of the day, like the data shows the more money you go for, the less likely you are to succeed. 
Yeah. So like, why would you ever want to be the world record transfer player? Like, I mean, it's, it's cool until it isn't. And it isn't because yeah. you never live up to that price tag. No one has ever lived yeah. up to that price tag. Even that people would say Neymar and Bobby and Paris haven't because they still haven't won the Champions League, despite yeah. they've won every other trophy they've ever participated in. Yeah. So I would say like, yeah, like that. I feel like people like counter will counteract that so that they aren't put in a position where like things are out of control. Everyone will start having a release clause. And then and because people know that, then like they they won't offer those crazy deals or those crazy deals will like be less likely to occur because they're like, oh, yeah, like if I just wait another year the release clause will kick in and i'll get this player for a, a reasonable amount of money and then like when it's like these pedries and gavies and fats Fati's that you know barcelona are putting on like a billion dollar release clauses it's like okay you're making it clear like all you're saying is like this player is never Not for, for sale. sale yeah which is fine. Like that's your way of saying that because no one's ever going to pay that. And it's totally fine to have a player that's not for sale. And one day you might decide you want to sell them, but that player will also then be a negotiated price that's reasonable and not, you know, 150 million. What do you think? No, well said. I mean, I think you're spot on because we've, we've seen this before, right? Like one of the biggest ones that this started to happen with was Pogba bought him for 90 something million. Um, and he did exactly what you said. He was like, "No, nah, I'm, not, I'm not signing another contract. I'm yeah. going to go to where I want to go when this thing runs out. Um, and he did. And I think that kind of to your point, like the players that are getting bought for this, like I think that their representatives or their agents or maybe it's them are just getting smarter with how their contract is handled, which is good for them. I mean, they, they're treated as though they're you know a product. And so I think that it's good that they're protecting themselves like like you've mentioned so yeah i I don't really have an issue with it i think that that's just the natural progression of the game buying you know as 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 things get inflated obviously players and prices will get inflated so i think it's just part of the way that the world works Uh, especially business which we all know that this game is um and so i'm glad to see that these players are kind of you know getting paid but also protecting themselves and their name and uh you know like you said just making sure that they're getting kind of what they want at the end yeah and the, and the last thing i'll say is like i i really do like for example in 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 the example of like enzo fernandez i like the idea of having sell-on clauses baked yeah. into the contracts that also like the smaller clubs like let's say the theater clubs are also aren't getting completely screwed because it's yeah. like any play like most i'd say the majority of the players that come from like outside of the u or outside of the your like the top five european leagues like Guys that are coming from like second division in France, guys that are coming from like Belgium, guys that are coming from South America, mm-hmm. every once in a while, America. Like these guys are coming in all for like less than 10 million. Like they're coming yeah. in for pennies, pennies on the dollar. So it's like r- random Conca Calf or Comi Bull or, you know, the Asian club that sells or African club that sells player, you know, they get nothing. Player goes to like Benfica or player goes to like Club Bruges or something like that, gets seen, then gets sold on for like 40 or 50 mil. It's like, okay, like they only played for like a season or two. Like sell on clause. Like, like, like you just got to realize like, like, like Chelsea aren't scouting at River Plate. Chelsea are scouting at Benfica. Benfica is scouting at River Plate. It's like, like it all feeds into the system. So it's like, Either A, Chelsea's going to start scouting at River Plate 
and Benfica is never going to get those players because they're just going to sell them like the kind of way Santos sold Neymar straight to Barcelona for a big fat sum. That mm-hmm. was still a deal, like 60 million for Neymar in 2013 or yeah. 12. That, that's a bargain. Like, that's yeah. easy. Like, the kid that Real Madrid just signed from Palmeiras that will come yeah. next season, the kid, Endrick, th- those are all deals. So it's like, do you want the Giants to start invading, like, these wealth countries? Or you could just give them all, you know, do per sign-on clauses with percentages, and that way, like, these intermediate leagues are also yeah. participating in the in the soccer pyramid and getting their money and you know playing playing their part which i which i personally prefer you know I to too. say like like oh yeah like luis suarez you know he came from independent 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 how, how do you say independent. independent yeah to psv psv to liverpool yeah. liverpool to barcelona barcelona to atletico atletico back down to yeah. say it again independiente there you go so, yeah, that's no, that's a, good, <laughs> that's a good point because obviously being South American, I would love to see, I, we've talked about this in the past, but I'd love to see a little bit more, uh, you know, people looking out for these South American clubs. And I think that to your point, all of these, if if they're purchased from or like outside of the top five, you know, leagues or whatever, or South American, even, you know, Mexican leagues or African leagues, like I believe that they should automatically have a sell-on clause baked into that. It's yeah. like a Benfica is coming for them or a Chelsea is coming from it. And there's a reason that, you know, they have, there, there, there is that trajectory of, you know, rather than South America straight to England, it's South America to Portugal or to, you know, the Netherlands or Belgium or whatever. And yeah. then to obviously the Premier League. But one thing that to your point, like Man City is starting to, raid the argentine league these last <laughs> these last couple seasons they picked up a few they just had another one in january so the talent is there i just think that you know historically these big premier league clubs aren't really searching a ton down there one there's a ton yeah. of kid like a ton like from brazil alone that would just be super hard to sift through um yeah, there's too much talent to look at so much but also like i think that it's good that benfica is doing this thing or i don't know dortmund to an extent or psv yeah. You know, these clubs are looking because, you know, you're right. There is a chain of command in order. And I think that, yeah, it all kind of works out in the end. But I do like to see a sell-on clause for these smaller South American clubs. Uh, and even these, you know, mid, mid-sized mid European clubs get get money from yeah. these players that they've, that yeah, they've yeah. invested in. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, Brooks, do we have anything else we need to discuss at this point in time on the Abrazo? Abrazo football podcast i mean i don't think so you know i think that by the way so the new york edition i heard uh, we were we were on the streets yesterday here in barcelona and we heard uh-huh. we heard it we heard some new yorkers trying to get a hold of each other and it was just your <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> um, that's amazing yeah so uh no i mean i don't have anything to say um aside from Barcelona signed that kid, that Mexican kid from MLS. Yeah, LAFC, um, I believe. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see more uh, Hispanic, like South Mexican, South American kids coming coming to Europe to play. I'll Europe tell you something kid. about this kid right now. He'll be well, playing. He'll be playing at Everton by by uh, let's say September. Are you going to buy MLS season package or whatever it's called? How much is it? I don't know. I think if you're an Apple TV subscriber, it's like 80. For the year? Yeah. 
Sure, I'll buy it. Um, 80 bucks, I'll buy it. If that's what, if it's 80 bucks, yeah, I'll buy it. T-Mobile for subscribers sure. get it for free, so I think on Tuesday. So let me just give you the login. Wait, who gets it for free? T-Mobile. T-Mobile, uh, T-Mobile subscribers. So I'll just sign in and I'll just whatever, redeem it and then send it to you. Like in Europe? Well, uh, the thing with MLS, well, Apple is like, it's throughout the whole world. So I still subscribe. I still have my T-Mobile number in the States because they have unlimited, you know, international data texting, all that stuff. Well, bro, I have T-Mobile. Oh, so then, yeah, you'll get it too. I didn't know. T-Mobile gets it for free? Yeah. Yeah, I guess this This is is the last thing we'll talk about. So if you're a T-Mobile subscriber, um, go and get MLS Season Pass. I won't be watching any of those games, first of all, because I live in Europe where those games are all like 4 a.m. Second of all, I've never watched much MLS in my life. I went to see Beckham. I went to see Thierry Henry. That was about it, though. I actually saw Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard. And Pirlo. I but I gotta go look that. into this. I didn't I didn't know. Yeah, I'll send you the article. Yeah, send me send me the article. I didn't know. I've been paying for it. I've been paying for the family plan for years now. Wait, no, I'm sorry. They only get the MLS thing for free. Still. Oh, okay. 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 Well, still, yeah. send it. Yeah, send it. Yeah, because okay. I mean for 80 bucks. I mean, I watch I watch the odd MLS game. Like I'll watch RSL. Like okay. I'll watch you know what I'm saying? Let me see. I'm saying I watch the hometown when they play. Shout, shout out to my man Alvaro Sabarillo. He retired a long time ago. But uh so yeah, for 80 bucks to watch all the games, yeah. I mean, there's that's like five bucks a game. That's you know, and it's Apple, you know. So yeah, uh, support, you, you know, gotta support, you know. Yeah. All right then. So thanks for the plug, bro. Yeah. I would have been paying 80 bucks. It's actually Chad sent the article, so yeah. Okay. Dang, I gotta send that to my old man too. I think he's on T-Mobile because cool. he would he would pay for it. My dad pays for all. Like my dad pays for so many different subscription services. I don't use them anymore, but I used to use him for everything. Like, yo, can I get that password? Can I get that password? Can I get that password? <laughs> like, I gotta stop mooching. All right yeah. then. Well, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. You know, it's another day. It's another. Well, I don't know. I said that, guys. Brooks, good chit chat. Talk to you guys later. Peace. I have no idea why I said that.